RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The Chief Secretary says Beijing's electoral changes show it's sincere about expanding democracy here. Calls grow for people to get vaccinated in the hope of easing social distancing measures and protests erupt, erupt across Europe as lockdown frustrations grow. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Cheung, has rejected criticism of Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system, saying the changes will improve political participation and make the SAR more democratic. Francis Sitt has details. Local and international critics have said that the changes will stifle opposition voices. But the city's number two official said the fact that two key bodies would be expanded showed Beijing's determination and sincerity in expanding the scope of democratic elections here. The reforms will see Leshko grow from 70 to 90 seats, while the election committee that chooses the chief executive and, in future, some lawmakers will add 300 seats to reach 1,500. The reforms will also see the creation of a panel to ensure that only patriots can run for office. Writing on his blog, Mr. Jones said the reforms could ensure that all sectors of society are fully represented in the governing structure and that there will be balanced participation in politics in a broadly representative system. Speaking at an online section of the China Development Forum last night, the chief executive Carrie Lam said the national legislature's approval of the electoral changes, as well as its introduction of the national security law, had put Hong Kong on the right track. On his blog, Mr. Zhang also made a call for people to get fascinated. Seeing high participation in an inoculation program would also increase the likelihood that social distancing measures could be reduced. The chairman of the hospital authority has called on members of the public to get vaccinated, saying confidence in the inoculation program is key to its success. Dr Henry Fan says herd immunity will only be possible if a lot of people get vaccinated. He made the comments on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program. The key to success of this vaccination program is public confidence. Only if a substantial portion of the population is willing to receive vaccination can there be herd immunity and vice versa. Some countries have launched such vaccination program and achieved some success in controlling the spread of the pandemic and restoring normal activities. I'm confident that Hong Kong can also succeed but only with the staunch support of the community. People of Hong Kong, you have been vigilant in the past 14 months in observing various restrictive social measures. I urge those of you who are fit and suitable for vaccination to show the same solidarity and come forward to receive the vaccination. An expert advisor to the government on COVID-19 inoculation says he expects Sinovac to submit the latest clinical data on the efficacy and side effects of its vaccine to the government shortly. Speaking on a television program, Dr Lau said that while there was no evidence that either of the vaccines in use in the SAR can trigger problems like heart disease, it's important for the government to keep people informed of the data. Government advisers are to meet on Wednesday to discuss the death of a man who had received the BioNTech jab. However, they say that, as with the case of seven people who died after receiving Sinovac inoculations, there's no evidence of a direct link. Tens of thousands of protesters have taken to the streets of Germany, Britain and other European countries to demand an end to the coronavirus restrictions. But many of the governments are seeking to tighten, not ease, lockdowns as the number of cases rise. The largest demonstration was in Kassel in Germany, where Chancellor Angela Merkel is considering reimposing a lockdown. These protesters explain why they had taken to the streets. 
We are here in Kassel today because all the measures that are being taken here in Germany no longer serve the people. I consider coronavirus to be a serious disease, just like the flu. But to make a pandemic out of it, as we're experiencing now, with many restrictions on our basic rights, I don't think that is justified. In central London, dozens of people were arrested at a demonstration police said was larger than expected. The BBC's Tom Simons reports. Thousands of tightly packed anti-lockdown protesters marched up Whitehall and down the Mall, more than the police had been expecting. Slogans on placards attacked the NHS and what they called government lies. A protester told us the coronavirus was a hoax, another that she was being censored. There were plenty of conspiracy theories, few masks and no attempt at social distancing. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. An 8pm curfew has been imposed on the South Beach Entertainment District of Miami Beach in Florida after the authorities said it was being overwhelmed by visitors. The city manager described the area, which includes the world-famous Ocean Drive, as being at capacity after weeks of confrontations between police and partygoers. The mayor of Miami Beach, Dan Gelbert, said it was essential to take preemptive action. Too many people are coming here right now. And too many people are coming here with bad intentions. At night, there is no question that it becomes a place that feels a little bit out of control or a lot out of control. Our city right now in this area has become a tinder. A plea by the new leader of Canada's opposition Conservatives for the party to take the threat of climate change more seriously has been rejected. Here's the BBC's David Bamford. More than half of the delegates taking part in a Conservative Party virtual policy conference voted against Erin O'Toole's proposal that climate change was real and the party must act on it. The failed resolution called on Canadian companies to reduce greenhouse gases and support green technologies. Mr O'Toole said Conservatives needed to change their stance if they're to stand any chance of ousting the Liberal minority government led by Justin Trudeau in a possible upcoming snap election. Canada is the world's fourth largest oil producer and one of the world's highest emitters of greenhouse gases on a per capita basis. Hundreds of Americans have gathered outside the Georgia state capital in Atlanta in support of the Asian American community. The demonstration comes four days after the shootings of six Asian women at local massage parlors and a day after President Biden visited the city to encourage Americans to stand together against heat. The man charged with the murders has told police that an addiction to sex led him to violence. Britain's Defence Ministry has announced plans to build a new surveillance ship to protect vital undersea cables amid growing fears that they could be open to attack. The BBC's Jonathan Beale has the details. Undersea cables carry more than 90% of the world's communications, including trillions of dollars' worth of financial transactions every day. The Ministry of Defence says there's a risk of sabotage, which presents an existential threat to the UK. As part of a wider defence review, the MOD will order a new Royal Navy surveillance ship to monitor this critical infrastructure. The vessel, due to be in service by 2024, will have a crew of 15 who will operate advanced sensors and autonomous undersea drones. Thai police have used water cannon, tear gas and rubber bullets against an anti-government demonstration in Bangkok. 
The violence came after demonstrators broke through a barricade of shipping containers protecting the royal palace. Many of the protesters want to reduce the monarchy's influence in Thai politics. To sport, and in rugby union, Wales have been denied the Grand Slam in the Six Nations tournament after losing to France in Paris. A late flurry of points saw the home side win by 32 points to 30. Wales had been leading by 10 points with just eight minutes to go. And the Wales head coach, Wayne Pivak, described himself as feeling numb as his team lost. Came down to the last play, didn't it? Um, look, there are so many, so many points in that last sort of 15, 20 minutes that I guess we'll, we'll look at. And, um, and it, if only is probably the thing that we'll be saying to ourselves. And with a preview of today's English football action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. After their impressive win against AC Milan in the Europa League, Manchester United have another big test in a knockout competition this weekend. They take on Leicester City in the FA Cup quarterfinals in a game between the second and third place teams in the Premier League. Paul Pogba returned from injury to inspire United to victory at San Siro in Milan when he came on as a sub and he could start at the King Power Stadium. Meanwhile, Leicester star man Jamie Vardy is looking to end a run of just one goal in 15 games. Like Manchester United, Chelsea are also looking to follow up an impressive European performance when they play struggling Sheffield United in their FA Cup quarter-final. Elsewhere, there are Premier League games this weekend. Tottenham are desperate for a win against Aston Villa after a dreadful defeat to Arsenal, followed by crashing out of the Europa League. And high-flying West Ham take on an improving Arsenal side in a London derby. So end the news, the top stories once again. The Chief Secretary says Beijing's electoral changes show it's sincere about expanding democracy here. Calls grow for people to get vaccinated in the hope of easing social distancing measures and protests erupt across Europe as lockdown frustrations grow. That's the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.